Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit and specifically the anointing. And the anointing, we, have say, we are saying that is the Holy Spirit working through our person. Because we are not just interested in talking about the Holy Spirit and how wonderful he is, but rather in relation to our lives. One of the things we like to do at this church is we teach in relation to real life. Yeah, that's why you haven't heard so much about the abomination of the desolation of the holy place. I know some of you are longing for a series on the abomination of the desolation of the holy place, but for now, we, we have work to do so. We have to teach around the things that God is leading us into. And one of those things we are teaching about the Holy Spirit working through a person like you, and that is what the Bible calls the anointing. If you could give me that scripture in Isaiah, which teaches us that the anointing, uh, the, the yoke shall be broken by reason of the 1027, Isaiah 1027. Awesome. Isaiah 1027 coming up. Uh huh. Let's read together. And shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. As long as you live on planet earth, there are things working against you. Those you know about and those you don't know about. What I know that this is not a theological discourse but rather you have the evidence. You've carried some pain. You have some scars. Sometimes you've checked your wallet and it is saying things to you that it should not be saying to you. Yeah. Come on now. Relationships get strained. Life gets hard. Business doesn't sometimes work out. Loved ones fall sick. Loved ones sometimes die. All of that. So as long as you're in this body, you are facing some challenges. Right? But that the Bible says that there is a secret to life. There is a secret to life on earth. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And what did he mean? He talked about sending the Holy Spirit. That when you have the Holy Spirit, you are not orphaned. God has come to you. We say that everything that God does on earth, the part of God that does, does, that, does that is the Holy Spirit. Because the Father is seated in heaven. And the Son is seated at the right hand of the Father. So when you say, Praise God, amen. Praise God, amen. I thank God because it is CYZ that you're thanking the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? You're thanking the Holy Spirit and I can bet something else. 
that God did it for you 99% of the time, if not 100, through a person. That when you prayed for school fees, tuition, campus is open now. I don't know whether we have had the first riot yet. When you, uh, you prayed for tuition and God answered, he used the Holy Spirit through a person. Someone called you or sent you about money or deposited money on your account. Something happened. The Holy Spirit touched a person who paid your tuition. That's how God answers prayer. And for those of us who are too slow to obey the Holy Spirit, you are delaying someone's answer to prayer. People are praying, you're not moving. All the promptings to send the mobile money, do what, are going unanswered. Yeah. So God answers prayer through people who are working with the Holy Spirit. Anointed people. Hey! Yoke destroyers. Are you one of them? Yeah! He says the yoke shall be destroyed. Yeah! Destroyed is different from taken away temporarily. You know, there are some things you can suffer from and the doctor gives you some medicine to sort of help you to, to just numb the pain and carry on. That's not what I'm talking about. We are talking about yoke destruction. Hey! Hey! You see, it can be in a difficult marriage which improves every time you visit the counselor. But after every six months, or every six weeks, things happen again and you have to keep going back to the counselor. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about yoke destruction where it, that, that thing doesn't come back. Hey! I'm preaching better than you're listening. You see, I know what I'm talking about. I was once married in a very bad marriage. Can I have my wife come here? Hey! It was so bad. So bad. That was 15 years ago. Hey, what a shock. Now, hey! I was saved. I was a pastor. She was saved. She was a preacher. But we had a bad marriage. And then, hallelujah, the anointing. We didn't visit the counselor. We didn't whatever. We just subjected ourselves to the word of God. And the anointing broke the yoke. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, we, we know we, we, are, we don't have to keep going back for upgrades. Of now we have started quarreling. Can we have an upgrade? No, 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 no. The yoke is what? I'm 
telling you, some people's marriages here are going to be repaired because of the anointing. Yeah, permanently. I know you're, you're probably used to things being so difficult, you can't imagine you can have a break. You can have a break. Yeah, the anointing can destroy the yoke of poverty. You go from borrowing from place to place, person to person, problem to problem, to being in a state of abundance where you're the one that God is using to answer people's prayer. Amen. That's why we are passionate about the anointing, the Holy Spirit. Ah, please have your seats. The anointing breaks the yoke. And that's why we are studying about this and we, we ask, what's the anointing? Why the anointing? Mm. And we talked about how do you tell someone is anointed? Because you know, if, 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 if you're trying to become wealthy, you need to be able to tell what you look like when you have become wealthy. Hey. If you're trying to get married, you need to be able to tell by hanging around with married people. You can tell what it will be like when you are married. Amen, Mrs. Mwesugwa. Now, and then we talked about where is the anointing? Where? And then we say the anointing is with people. So if you're looking for the anointing, you might be looking too far. So today I want us to, after all of this, if, if time allows next Sunday, we might do something still anointing related. But remember, Christmas is next week. And we'll be talking about the anointed one. But, so, after all of this, I think the question begs, I, how do I get anointed? Yeah, because you've told me all of that. Yeah, I'm convinced. Just let's cut to the chest. How do I get anointed? Because I want to be anointed. I want to be filled by the Holy Spirit. I want to be able to function in the power of God. I want someone to come and say, remember when you prayed for me? God did it. I want someone to come and say, the word you spoke came to pass. Hey! Don't you want that? Hey, some people, they come to church and you are like, hey, how did they come? They, they don't look happy. At church, we are happy. Yeah, we are joyful. A third of the kingdom is what? So how do you get anointed? I'm going to keep it straight this time round, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to give you about eight different ways. Yeah. Eight, eight steps or eight access points to the anointing. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the more religious you are, the less of the Holy Spirit you experience. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, you end up with, fo with form without function. You are interested in the ceremonies and the processes and the look of things, but not the real thing. Yeah, 
It's just amazing. So once in a while, hopefully more frequently than not, you need to take off your religion and read the Bible. Because most religion, I don't even know whether that's correct English, is in constant opposition to the word of God. Yeah. So you make, you make certain assumptions. Assumptions like, wow, I hope that's not a person. Don't worry. It is, uh, because everyone is going out to check. Relax. It's, I saw it wasn't a person. What was I saying? Religion versus... Yeah, take of religion. For example, religion tells you that if God wants it, he will do it. Yeah, and then you wait all your life and he never does it. And you get annoyed and you quit the faith. I trusted God. He didn't do it. No, that's not how God works. The Bible says God is looking for a man. <laughs> and you just might be the man. The woman. That God is looking for. For someone's prayer to be answered. But, so instead of getting annoyed with God, get down and pray. Start praying. Pray in tongues. See, when you're religious, you don't pray in tongues. You think tongues are, are something to discuss. Back to my number one point. Eight access doors to the anointing. The first point is listening to the anointed. Listening to the anointed. Your ears are entry points for the anointing. Ezekiel 2.2 Ezekiel 2 says, Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet and I heard him who spoke to me. What happened to this guy? When this person spoke to him, when God spoke to him, what happened? The Spirit entered him. I have come to recognize that when you listen to certain people, the spirit operating upon them, which is the spirit of God, comes upon you effortlessly. And while you're listening, you don't feel anything. In fact, even as I'm preaching now, some of you, the reason you're still tempted to WhatsApp is because you don't feel anything. Yeah, because the anointing, you can't, you may not feel it. You only see the effects. The effects. A year ago, I started listening to Bishop Doug. Okay, now more than a year ago. 14 months ago. I'd never listened to him before. I didn't know who he was. But through a series of miracles, instructions, etc., I started listening. And I didn't normally listen. I started super over listening. Like a message, like three messages a week. Three to four messages a week, and all his messages are around two hours or above. So everywhere I went in the car, I was listening to Bishop Doug preaching. 
And then I started seeing the effects. At that time, our garage attendance was about 3,500 attending our Sunday services. Across all the locations. And then we started seeing attendance going up. Lockdown one, lockdown two. February, we celebrated 5,000 people attending garage at Washpavest in your host homes and other places. February this year, 5,000. Feb 9th, right? Yeah. We had a party. We, we, we were all over. We, we were like, this has never happened before. 5,000 people. We ate cake. We... Later, we, did we know it was just the beginning? It wasn't too long before we were celebrating 6,000. Did we even celebrate 6,000? Jose the Great has all the pictures. Seven. We delayed to celebrate 7,000, so we had to do it 7, 8, around April. It just kept going. We passed 20,000. We had a 20K party here. Now people attending garage at Rush Purvis are around 26,000. 26,000. From 3,500 to 26,000 in about a year. Those are effects. Because guess what? The guy preaching is the same guy. He's still preaching the same long sermons with Chisoga accent. What else? Some jokes, right? Hey! But the effects, the effects, listening to the anointed will get you anointed. Now, please, don't argue about anointing. Anointing is not for arguing. Anointing is for results. Yeah. Yeah, it's for results. Yeah. If you are anointed for business, the results are revenue and profit and market share. If you are anointed for ministry, the results are the people. Ministry is people. No people, no ministry. Ah, are there people? I'm preaching better than you're listening. So what's point one? Listening to the anointed. You will just see the effects. More people attending church. People in our missional communities. At that time, we had about three, 4,000 people, 38 in MCs. Now we have 24,000 people in missional communities. 24,000. <laughs> listening, just listening to another person who is anointed. That's why they tell us to be careful about the things we listen to, including music. Because there is, there is no innocent sound. There is no innocent voice. Some of you, the stuff you're listening to, you're taking in demons. Not the Holy Spirit. Yeah, another spirit is entering you. The more you listen and watch it, the more adulterous you feel like you have. Not adulterated. You know. Yeah, am I lying? Yeah. 
There are things you listen to and watch and, and your, your thoughts are not in line with God anymore. Acts 10.44 Acts 10.44 says while Peter was still speaking these words, this was at the house of Cornelius, what happened? The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who had the word. The people who are not listening did not receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The people in Cornelius' house, what the, the Bible says, all, all, who were hearing. Hey. Now, did I tell you that the person doesn't anoint you? It is God who anoints you. But God anoints you using a person, using a person's words. Like, as I preach, there are people who listen to me and they receive the anointing. Yeah, uh, words are just vehicles of transfer. You see the same way when you have a 10,000 shilling note. The note itself is useless. It's just a medium of transfer of value. So the words themselves are not the thing. That's why the accent can be interesting, but there is more transfer than... Uh, you can use an American accent and there's nothing going. Yeah. Am I talking at all? We've had countless testimonies of people who have been transformed just tuning into this channel and listening. Countless healings, salvations. One person wrote in and said that they were totally depressed. Yeah, they were under the demon of depression. Please, stop reasoning around with depression. It's demonic. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the curtains. It's a spirit. So this person... Some of you are wonderful enough to send around the links to your family members. They clicked the link and they had me. So this is what happened for them. They had me laughing, just laughing. I just laughed and they immediately, the depression left them. Yeah. Just laughing. This jokes we crack here and we laugh. No more depression, just laughter. I'm telling you. Yeah, the yoke was destroyed. Hey, you've turned my sadness into gladness. You turned my sorrow into joy. And now I'm singing and I'm dancing and I will shout. For joy. Hey. Ah. Romans 10 17. Romans 10 17. Now faith. Yeah? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Don't underestimate hearing. You see, you're, you're struggling in your Christian walk because you think it is cognitive. 
Christianity is not cognitive. It's not, I've heard, I have understood, I have a plan to now act on what I've understood. Okay, there's that part, but it largely doesn't work like that. When our marriage was mended, we were not there making plans of, on how to stop quarreling and, and destroying each other and how to start loving each other. No. We just woke up one day and we were so shocked at how much peace there was in the home and the fact that we were not quarreling. What are like, what, what's going on? What's going on? You know when you've been so carnal, you've, you, you, you're like, I don't feel the, the, angry, the anger. Just destroyed. Yeah, now total harmony for 15 years. Some of you need the word from God. Hey, listening will save you. Some of you, there are diseases that devil has planned to plant in your body at a certain age to take away all your money through treatments and your peace and your purpose get you stuck on a bed somewhere. Do you know what? Start listening. The anoint, I'm telling you what I'm telling you is a prophetic word actually. I'm, I'm just telling you what I see that devil has planned. But you're going to turn it on his head by listening to the word and getting give me Romans 8, 10, 11. Romans 8, 10, 11. Ma, ma, ma. Woo! And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, let me read it for you properly. It, it actually doesn't make sense when you read it like that, when you say the spirit is life. But what the re-rendering is, is the body is dead because of sin. Why, why do we have all these problems on earth? Because of sin. The sin of who? Adam. But the spirit gives it life. Because of righteousness. Whose righteousness? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Spirit gives life to you. Now, the next verse shows you that what I'm telling you is true. Because it says, but if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Remember, the Spirit is the anointing. The Spirit in you is the anointing. What will happen? He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Yeah. He'll give life to your mortal body. Hey. Do you receive it? Hey. Point two. <laughs> point two. So I said, what was the first point? Listening to the anointed. The second one is seeing or observing the anointed. There is certain anointing levels you can't walk in until you see. Yeah, there are things you receive by hearing 
There are things you only receive by seeing. Elisha told Elijah told Elisha, when you what see me go, then then it will happen. Because he says, I want a double portion of your spirit. He said, You have asked for a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you what see me when I'm taken. If you see me in that state of glorification, if you have a revelation of me, mama, mama, hey. Peter, James, and John operated on a different dimension of the anointing from the rest of the apostles because they saw Christ at, at the what? at the Mount of Transfiguration, which all the other people missed. That's why you find that in the book of Acts, most stories rotate around those three. They are the ones who wrote other episodes, apart from Paul, who also saw. Hey. Hey. Other people here. Seeing is a different dimension from what? From hearing. So you're preaching good. Hey, hey, yeah. See, if you see me when I'm taken, it shall be so. There's a dimension of seeing. So there's a dimension of listening to people, but there's certain things that happen only when you watch them. When you watch them. When you watch the way they do certain things. When you watch how they do the altar call, when you watch, you see some of you don't know how to do altar call because you don't watch people do altar call. No. When you watch them pray for the sick. Yeah. One thing I learned about praying for the sick is it's God who heals. Yeah. So your length of time. Yeah. Like, the longer you keep praying, the more unbelief kicks in. So you need to keep it short and trust God for the rest. Hey. Romans 1, 11. And then 1 Thessalonians 3, 10. Let's start with Romans 1, 11. What does it say? For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. This is the thing Pastor B3 has been telling us here about lazy worship must go. Lazy doesn't make it easy. There are certain things you're not receiving by staying home. It's a spiritual principle. You see, the problem is we have been too canalized in our generation. Eh? Like even when you're told something straight out of the Bible, your head, that's why it says, the natural man does not receive the things of God for they are foolishness to him. They are foolishness. Like, you mean what, what do I get by being there in the room? It's because that, that, that's why, you, look, that's why you, you don't no. it can explain why your missional community has had three and a half people for 
for two years. Yeah, there's something missing. He says, take me back to Romans 1. I long to see you. You see, when I see you, you are seeing me. So I long for us to get to a place where we can see each other. For when that happens, what will happen? I will impart something spiritual to you. And that thing is going to establish you. There are too many unestablished Christians. They are not established in anything. They struggle with life. Their whole life is one long struggle. They struggle with habits. They struggle with solids, liquids, gases. It's a sweat. It's a struggle. They struggle in relationships. They struggle financially. They struggle in their career. They can't hold down the job. They, they are just there. But they are loved by God. They are born again. But they lack wisdom. They are not established. Because through wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. It is established. Ah. So he says, I long to see you. He says, when I see you, uh, something will go from me to you when we see each other. That's what Paul is saying in the Romans. It's like, right now I'm writing to you. You're going to read my words. Maybe someone will stand up and read them for me so you'll hear my voice. But there's something missing. In all my desire to impart something to you, there is something that can only happen when I show up and we see each other. May God open your eyes to spiritual truths. Because, you know what, guys? We are in a generation where God is calling us to do great things. And we are not going to do it in our own power. We are only going to do it through His power through his principles. Yeah. Because you may be like me, I've always desired to do great things for God, but you never knew. You never knew that what is cutting you short is that you, know, you're not, you don't have anyone you're following closely enough to learn from them. I had to go to Ghana so that I can see Bishop Doug, even though I've been listening to him for a whole year. When the opportunity came to finally see him, I went because I knew that some... Uh, That was 2019, I think. Up to that time, you know, for me, uh, I don't know, God has gifted us differently. But one of the gifts God has given me is teaching. So when I'm teaching, God is working. But I always marveled at people who lay hands on people and they fall. I'm like, how does that exactly work? So one time, I went to an event being held by a friend of mine who is one of those who generally 
You can have a falling service if you like. So I went there to that event and he was preaching. I enjoyed the message. Then he started praying for people. So where I was seated, I was fortunate enough to be seated at the front. I just looked at him intently. I saw him as he was ministering. Then the next time I went for service, I will not tell you which one it was. I didn't intend that to be the effect. As I, as I laid hands on people, they started falling. Then I was reminded that I caught something by seeing an anointed person operating in that specific anointing. So then it stopped being a mystery. Hey. People are looking at me. Give me the other text in Thessalonians. Uh, what does it say? For what thanks can we render to God for you for all the joy with which we rejoice? I'll double check. Is that for Thessalonians 310? Try second 310 if it's there. Yeah, 310. Night and day. Praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith. See your face. Point three. Be present with the anointed. Be present with the anointed. The anointing is immersive. This is a massive experience because you both hear and see. You get what I'm saying? And you're present, yeah? Acts 4 3, 4 13, and Numbers 11 17. What does it say? Acts 4 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, uh huh, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Yeah. The way they were talking, the man they had healed. I'm like, these are not supposed to be doing this stuff. They're like, oh, we have a clue. They have been with Jesus. Yeah, do you know there are people who can be around you and after some time their life changes? Yeah. Now ask yourself, when people hang around me, what changes about them? What changes? Do they get richer or broker? Do they get wiser or more foolish? Do they make better decisions or worse decisions? Are they more fired up for God or less? You know, you can tell you are in the right relationships when every time you meet, you go away more determined to serve God, to seek God and whatever. Not more determined to drink stuff. No, I, I'm just trying to be a preacher here. Now, who, if I don't tell you these things, who will tell you these things? Yeah. So be careful who you hang around. Bible says, he walks with the wise, becomes wise himself, but the, the, the what? The companion of fools will be destroyed. Yeah. Then there's one which says, do not be deceived. 
company corrupts good morals. Do not be deceived. In other words, you're likely to be deceived into thinking, me, I can hang with those people and remain the way I am. Me, I will hang with them and even become better. No, you're becoming worse and being deceived because you don't even know what you're doing. You, you're not higher than the word of God. You hang with idiots, five idiots, you're the sixth. You, you hang with five adulterers, you're the sixth soon. You hang with five thieves, you'll be the sixth. You hang with five billionaires, you'll be the sixth. You hang with five soul winners, you'll be the sixth. You hang with five preachers, you'll be the sixth. You hang with five church planters, you'll be the sixth. Numbers 11, 17. Numbers 11, 17. What's happening to the time? Wow. <laughs> God told Moses, gather the elders. Yeah? And then said, I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you and will put the same upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself. Now, do you think God didn't know where the elders lived? Do you think God could not take the spirit of, that's on Moses and put it upon them in the different tents? Because actually there is an incident like that. One guy who remained behind who also received and he started prophesying. You think God is incapable of that? So why does he ask you to come into the building? to be present so that he takes of what's happening with other people and put it on you. You see, if, if you're going to learn to be a minister, if you're going to learn to be a minister, it is by the Spirit. You're not going to do it with your magazine. Number four, follow instructions from the anointed person. Follow instructions from the anointed the anointing flows in the direction of instructions. The anointing flows from the di in the direction of instructions. Let me, let me listen to this. The anointing flows, it does not climb. <laughs> you can only receive Instru anointing from a person whose instructions you follow. Yeah. Uh, give me Acts 1, 1, 2. I'm going to keep the remaining points short. When we finally write the book, you'll buy it. Says the former account, I am made of Theophilus of all that Jesus began, both to do and teach next, until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Given suggestions? No, commandments. You see, the anointing flows. What that means is you must be a person under authority. The anointing cannot... <laughs> if you are up these ends and you look at everyone as like this, 
that you, it can't come from this one towards you. Yeah. David could not anoint Saul. Saul could not anoint Samuel. The disciples could not anoint Jesus. Jesus could not anoint John. No authority, no covering, no anointing. That's why there are people who are hugely gifted, incredible spiritual gifts and all. They don't have ministries. They have nothing. They don't have churches. They don't have ministries. There's nothing. They're just incredibly gifted. Once in a while, you can invite them to your church. They will cause all the chaos, and you have to clean up the mess after they have gone, but that's all. Because for them, they are too important to be under anyone. Yeah. You ask anyone who seems a bit anointed, however little, they will tell you that this anointing business has nothing to do with you being important. The anointing flows. Oil is poured upon, upon. It obeys gravitational rules. Yeah. Higher level to a lower level. If you think you are the highest level, you can't be anointed. Yeah, you should be the one anointing others, Kali, then. About with what? No. Hey. Are we okay? Follow instructions. Saul's problem was he could not follow instructions from Samuel. Yeah, that ended his tenure as king, even though he was anointed. Are you with me? That was number what? These others are going to disturb you. Number five, do not criticize anointed people, whether in private or in public. Part of the price of the anointing is you can't talk about the anointed. Yeah. Even when your opinion seems validated. Because when, next week, actually, now I've decided I'm going to stick with that message. I'll, I'll talk to you about the anointed and the anointing. Yeah. Because the anointing upon a person young. You see, this one is anointed. But you see, like, the anointing is like a cloak a person wears. You can't touch her if the anointing was this top. I can't touch her without touching the top. I can't slap her without slapping the top. Do you get So you are there, you want the Holy Spirit, but you are attacking everyone upon whom the Holy Spirit is. You are attacking the Holy Spirit. Peter told who? What was his name? Ananias. Why has it filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Ananias was talking to Peter, but Peter was telling him, you are talking to the Holy Spirit. He says, you have not lied to men, but to God. Ananias wasn't talking to God. He was talking to a man. But the man told him, you're not lying to a man, you're lying to God. Want to be anointed? Forget. Yeah, that's part of the price. Yeah, David kept telling his friends, you don't touch Saul. 
Yes, we all know he has lost the plot. But it is not our place to touch him, to criticize, to do anything. He says, How, who can touch the Lord's anointed and, 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 and be guiltless? Now, the things I'm telling you, when you're so carnal and used to religious church, this is when you start saying, oh, now they don't want us to correct to men of God to talk about it. They, they want to do whatever they want without being challenged. You can you, you challenge. Go ahead and challenge. Mm. It's just that you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. Number six, have genuine admiration for the anointed person. Why would God give you the anointing on someone you don't admire? Yeah. So, don't allow anything that will compromise your sense of admiration for an anointed person who is operating in an anointing you desire. If it helps, if it helps, don't get too close to the person. Jesus genuinely admired John. He said, of all those who are born of women, no one greater than John. Elisha admired Elijah. When he went to heaven, he was distraught. He said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and all the horsemen thereof, who do you admire? Genuinely, Stephen of Yah, man of God, apostle, 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 can I carry your Bible for you? Give me a break. You know, you know, people don't know that some people are spiritual. They can see through all the pretense. Yeah. It's okay. I can carry it myself. Apostle. Are you with me? Are you ready? Genuine? Number seven. We might end with this one. Serve the anointed person or serve with the anointed person. Elisha served Elijah. David served Saul. Uh, the apostles served Jesus. Joshua served Moses. It's one of the quickest ways to receive an anointing on a person. Yeah. In fact, I'll end on that point. Next week we'll talk about the anointing. So serve with and serve the anointed. The Bible says Elisha who had poured water on Elijah's hands. That means he had served him. Hey. You want to be anointed? Yeah. Let me tell you, the reason the people at the front are shouting and the ones at the back are not, is you haven't yet been subjected to an environment where now you realize two food day. Like we send you out there to plant a church. You put up all the posters, what? Yeah. And then day one, we have done all the mobilization. 23 people show up. Hey. You're like, what about? Hey! 
you come back and start praying. And then you realize you need the anointing. Yeah. Yeah, people just don't show up because of your posters. Are you there? You people, come and we, Pastor Bithri, come. Come and help me close this service. Otherwise, hey. Yeah, even me, it's the clock. I've just seen, it's 11 o'clock. And people on Spirit FM are about to leave us. Hey. Do you receive it? Wow. Can you help me appreciate Apostle Mose for such a powerful, anointed, clear word of God? Thank you, Apostle. So much instruction, so much word of knowledge, so much prophetic utterance that was released today. I just want to say to you in the room online watching, don't walk away today without your package because God met you today. And there's something he has delivered to you. But now, you have to put it to use. All of us are walking out today with either an instruction, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. And I know that we don't do this often. And I, when I look around, I see the baskets are not here. But the team is going to bring them quickly. Some of you, as the word was told, you know in your heart that you need to sow specifically into this word. This particular word that was being taught. You know, you know that there is, there is some of you, it's marriage related. That was a word of, of, of wisdom and of prophecy that you've carried a yoke in your marriage or on behalf of someone you know. They've prayed, they've what? And God wants to give you that thing, that, the yoke breaking anointing. So so into it because when you release financial seed, you receive grace, divine enablement, according to the word of God. That when you release money, what happens is that money has, 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 an, has a spiritual thing on it that releases grace. So as they bring those baskets today, you, you know, it's not for everyone, but you know that you need to sow into this word today for something specific, an anointing, revelation in the word of God. There are different things that were released today as Apostle was teaching. And just go ahead and sow into the word this morning as your response and, and, and give that specific seed into the word. This is not offertory. This is sowing into the word that has been taught today because you want to catch a certain grace. And others, it's different instructions. But right now, I want us, as the music plays, just go ahead, lift up your voice, pray in the spirit, edify your inner man, open your mouth, be loud, don't be cute about it. Just lean in and press in in this moment and start to pray in the spirit. Open your mouth loudly, pray in tongues, pray in other tongues, pray in other tongues right now. Come on, open your mouth, child of God, and start to pray in the spirit catch something today catch something today for some of you you know there are things that were just happening as apostle was teaching you know that you've struggled with criticizing anointed people and you're saying today i am leaving that thing here open your mouth and start to speak you've struggled with listening to anointed teachings you find that you're more excited about movies than about the word of god and you're saying lord today i want to leave that thing here i want to get excited about the word of the lord you find that you are more afraid than even admiring anointed people you're saying today i'm leaving that here i'm going to become a genuine admirer of anointed men and women of god just go ahead open your mouth pray in the spirit 
touch something. Don't walk out of here the same. Lean in, lean in. Yes. Some of you, even after you've given that seed, you sense that God is asking for more. Just don't hold back. As long as you suspect it is God, go ahead and do it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you today for yoke-breaking anointing. Diseases are are living right now in the name of Jesus. They are being healed. Generational diseases that that you've heard about, as Apostle talked about the enemy planning a disease, you knew exactly what it was. It has come to your mind that at 42, I'm going to get cancer. Those things have crossed your mind. Open your mouth and condemn it in the name of Jesus. Reject it. Declare, I will live. I will not die. I will live to see my children's children to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Your prayer avails much. It is going into the future right now. It is changing things. It is adjusting circumstances. It is dealing with things for generations to come. So don't be quiet about it. If you've never prayed in tongues, you can open your mouth in this anointed moment and you can receive the gift of tongues. Just go ahead and allow it to flow. He will give you utterance. Don't let your mind stand in the way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the things you're doing right now that you've been doing through the service as the word was told, Lord. We thank you and we receive them in the name of Jesus. Healing, emotional healing, depression. We cast you in the name of Jesus. It is not your portion. Anxiety, we reject you in the name of Jesus. Tonight you will sleep well. Joy overfloods your soul in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the greatest miracle of all is the miracle of receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're watching or you're in the room right now. And you're either someone who has never said yes to Jesus because maybe you think you need to first clean up or do something extra for you to receive Jesus. But you come as you are. And he's the one who places his righteousness on you. He doesn't require you to come clean. He's the one who cleanses you. There's another category. You've walked with Jesus before, but you've been so far from him. And you know it in your heart. I'm going to ask you, do not delay it today. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day of your salvation. So I'd like you to do something for us today and for Jesus. A bold step for you to identify and say, I am breaking free from this curse of sin and death and I am walking into my right as a son or a daughter. If that's you today and you're saying yes to Jesus, either for the first time or you're making a recommitment because you feel so far from God, I'd like you to simply put your hand up boldly without fear. Say today I am saying yes to Jesus. Thank you my brother. Don't wait for anyone. This is personal. Thank you my brothers and sisters. Can we celebrate with heaven? Yes! There is a heavenly celebration right now. Thank you, Jesus, for lives rescued today. I'd like you to simply lift up your hands, my brothers and sisters. And I want you to pray this simple faith prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I give you all my sin. I receive your love. Today I am born again. 
Today I am a child of God. I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Amen. And all God's people say. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Pastor Kia over here is going to walk with you. My brothers and sisters will continue for some ministry. Just go with her. You'll have some pastors ministering to you for just a few minutes. Go ahead. Just go with Pastor Kia over there. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I just sense that we need a father's blessing today. A father's blessing. There are people here carrying pain. And and, and Apostle is going to pray over us. You know yourselves. And you receive interesting instructions. Whether it's to kneel down or to just do it. As he prays that prayer over us. But there is so much healing happening in today's service. Healing of generational healing. Healing of relationships in families. You don't need to feel anything. You just need to take it. Some of you, you've had wrongs in your family for years. And you, God is just going to use you to reconcile. Healing of emotions, of pains, of abuse, of years, of, of finances, of, of debt. Perpetual debt. God is healing a lot of things today. So over to you, Apostle. Wow. Thank you, Pastor B3. Thank you, Father, for this morning. Thank you for this service. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit through the hearing of your word, the teaching of your word, through instruction, through operation, through being present together. We receive from you everything you have in store for us. And according to that prophetic word that has come forth, we know we will shalak, we will break through, we will advance by the word of the prophet that there is healing in our families, healing of relationships across generations. Your word declares you will return the father to the son, the sons to the fathers, the daughters to the mothers. Thank you that you are repairing, you are, you are renewing, you are restoring families this morning. We bless you. We receive that work. We receive that word for our families. And friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. And may the goodness of God go before you, behind you, with you, beside you. And may you see his goodness in this land of the living. And any plan of the enemy to attack your body with sickness, we rebuke it, we frustrate it, we curse it. You will not be attacked by those sicknesses in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. Thanks so much for coming out today. God bless you so much. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.